Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Hello and welcome to the Tracy Sandler Show brought to you by FIVO. I am your host, Tracy Sandler, coming to you post-Super Bowl loss. The 49ers lose in overtime 25-22 on Sunday in the Super Bowl. I was there in Las Vegas covering it all week, and I know you guys were up on all the coverage, but I wanted to talk a little bit about the game and just kind of what happened and thoughts along the way and all of that. First of all, I do want to say, and it's hard, I am sure, for you 49ers fans to think about this now, but although it's heartbreaking that they've lost two Super Bowls in the last several years and lost two NFC Championship games and there have been some heartbreaking losses, it's very cool that they've been there and that they've gotten there. And I think that's something to remember. Four teams get to the championship games, two get to the Super Bowl, only one gets to win. And when you look at Andy Reid, who's now won two in a row and three in the last few years, it took him a while to get one too. So I just want to start by saying that I don't love the can't win the big game narrative. I don't think that's a thing. I think you get there and it's hard to get there. And I would not put this on Kyle Shanahan. One thing I want to address First, before we get into the nitty-gritty of the game, is, of course, the overtime and how the 49ers chose to take the ball first. And I know Shanahan's gotten a lot of criticism for that. His explanation is they thought they'd get the ball back a third time and they wanted to know what they would need to do. I think if there's any criticism, it's that several players on the 49ers have said they didn't even know the new overtime rules. It wasn't something that had been discussed, whereas the Chiefs had a strategy in place for overtime for every playoff game. So that is a learning experience. And again, we're real fresh and close out of the Super Bowl. So it'll be interesting to hear kind of as the week goes on more about that. We, the media, will talk with Kyle Shanahan and John Lynch again later this week to close out the season. So certainly stay tuned for the information on that. But let's talk about the overtime as long as we're talking about it. The 49ers, you know, come out, they get the ball first, they won the coin toss, and they have a really good drive, and it ends in a Jake Moody uh, field goal. Uh, he had three on the day. One of them was a record before Harrison Butker then promptly broke the record, but uh, it ends on a Jake Moody field goal. Then the chiefs get the ball back and Patrick Mahomes does that Patrick Mahomes thing that he does. He in overtime, he led a 75 yard drive. He completed eight, all eight of his passes. He had a 19 yard scramble and the three yard touchdown pass to Michael Hardman with three seconds left is what win, won it for the chiefs. It's very Patrick Mahomes. And let's talk a little bit about Patrick Mahomes. He struggled the off really not so much him. The chiefs often struggled. Both offenses struggled for a lot of the game. Both defenses really played so, so well. And they struggled much of the game, but then on the Chiefs' final two possessions, Mahomes was able to complete 13 of 15 of his passes for 99 yards. And he, at the end of the day, brought them back to win, just as he did four years ago, being down 20 to 10 with seven and change left in the fourth quarter. And he brought them back to win. And I think the thing with Patrick Mahomes is he is Patrick Mahomes. And Nick Bosa said after the game, he is who he is for a reason. And he does this 
And if I'm going into overtime with Patrick Mahomes and I'm a Chiefs fan, then I would feel really good about my chances. But I think the lesson also, of course, is you can't let a team hang around. And the 49ers had a 3-0 lead at one point, and they really just struggled so much offensively, as did the Chiefs. So I'm just pulling up some stats here for myself so I have all the right things in front of me because I know if I say it wrong, you guys are going to let me know. So I'm just going to go back to earlier in the game. With about three minutes in the third, the 49ers were up 10-6. to six. Uh, This is where, in my opinion, the game completely changed. There were other issues in the game. Early in the first court, in the first half, the 49ers were driving down the field. They had a really good drive going and Christian McCaffrey fumbled the ball. It didn't lead to chief scoring, but it certainly killed a drive, a drive that probably would have ended in at the very least a field goal. And that certainly hurt the 49ers. But let's go back to about three minutes left in the third quarter. 49ers are up 10 to six and they had just forced a punt. But Tommy Townsend, the Chiefs punter, hit cornerback Darrell Luter's left foot as he was blocking. He said he did not hear what was called the Peter call to let him know to get out of the way. And so Ray Ray McLeod tried to pick the ball up and he couldn't and it ended up in a Chiefs fumble. Now, could Ray Ray McLeod maybe have just tried to fall on the ball. He said after the game, that's possible, but I don't second guess. I don't regret nothing. I'm a playmaker. You've got to take risks. You've got to take risks. I was trying to make a play in the moment. And Ray Ray McLeod is somewhat soft-spoken and he was great to talk to us after the game. I gave him a lot of credit for handling that because it's, it's hard in those situations. And yes, it's their job, but it, it's definitely hard in those situations. But he was not able to make a play the Chiefs recover, and then it's a touchdown. And it, at that point, it was now 13-10 Chiefs. And I have to say, in my opinion, that was the ball game. Yes, other things happened. Yes, they went to overtime. But to me, that was the ball game. The Chiefs really couldn't do anything. That was the only time they got into the end zone until my, until the overtime. So um, that was the only time they were able to get in the end zone until overtime. And it was a huge play. And I really feel like in that moment is where the game was lost by San Francisco. So I know that sounds a little bit dramatic, but I really don't think that it was. So going to the end of the game, the 49ers have a 19-16 lead. Mahomes drives the Chiefs down the field. Bucker, Harrison Butker hits a field goal. It's now 19 all. They go to overtime and everything we just talked about ensued. Something else I want to talk about is Jawan Jennings, who was really close to potentially being the MVP of this game. He was the only quarterback to throw a touchdown for a very, very long time in this game. He had four catches for 42 yards, including a 10-yard touchdown catch. that gave the 49ers a 16-13 lead after the fumbled punt that was just discussed. Uh, so he ended up uh, also, he threw a 21-yard touchdown pass to Christian McCaffrey. As I mentioned earlier, he was the only quarterback for a very long time to have throw a touchdown pass. And he's not a quarterback. He's a wide receiver, though he was a high school quarterback. Uh, the touchdown gave the 49ers a 10-0 lead, which was certainly helpful at the time. But there was something about the 49ers and 10-point leads in these Super Bowls against the Chiefs, not to bring up more bad times. So... That's kind of the long and short of that. There was a pretty major injury during the game. Linebacker Dre Greenlaw for San Francisco left with an Achilles injury. He he tore it 
running onto the field. It was a freak non-contact injury and it was devastating because Dre Greenlaw is also a really good person, an incredible player, part of the heart and soul of this team. Fred Warner actually said the other day, he is not the player he is without Dre Greenlaw. And he was certainly very, very missed. Debo Samuel left for a little while with a hamstring injury. He came back in. George Kittle left for a little while with a shoulder injury. He came back in. I want to talk again, actually, about Jawan Jennings because going back to overtime, uh, so the 49ers drive down the field, they kick a field goal to take a 22-19 lead. Now, it was fourth down. They opted to do the field goal and not a touchdown, even though the Chiefs, if they the way the new overtime rules were, uh, if the Chiefs were to score a touchdown, they won the game, which is what happened. If the 49ers had scored a touchdown and the Chiefs had scored a touchdown, then it's the next team to score. So I know these rules are a little bit confusing and convoluted, but that's how these new overtime rules work. But Jawan Jennings almost had the game-winning Super Bowl touchdown uh, on that drive in overtime, and and he was close, but unfortunately an unblocked Chris Jones. And Chris Jones was is and was really, really good in the game. An unblocked Chris Jones made that not to be, and so it was all about the field goal. Also want to shout out Leo Chanel from the Chiefs, who had one hell of a football game. He is the one who forced the Christian McCaffrey fumble. He also blocked a Jake Moody extra point. So, And those are just a couple of the things that he did. He had an incredible game. I'm going to pull up a few more just stats for you, but I don't think the stats will tell you the entire story. But he also had three tackles. I mean, he really was absolutely incredible. He tremendous pressure to Brock Purdy. So that was that. And then let's talk a little bit about the 49ers offense who was kind of starting to get a little thing, getting a few things going. But in the second half, they just came out and were having so many struggles really kind of from the second quarter on. So scoreless first quarter, 49ers get on the board on the beginning of the second quarter with Jake Moody's 55-yard record-setting field goal until Butker had a 56-yard field goal that set the record rude in the third quarter. But they 49ers were kind of you know getting stuff going. And then from like the second quarter in late into the third quarter, they just could not get anything going. They began the second half with three consecutive three and outs, gained a total of three yards. Brock Purdy was two for eight with minus one yard on the possessions. However, the Chiefs get the touchdown that I talked about earlier that came after the fumbled punt. Then Purdy kind of came alive again. He was five of seven for 60 yards on his 75-yard touchdown drive. He found George Kittle on fourth and three to convert uh, from Kansas City's 15-yard line. And then he threw the 10-yard touchdown to Juwan Jennings. Again, Juwan Jennings so close to being the MVP of the Super Bowl, which I'm pretty sure no one picked, but would have really and truly been incredible. But even without it, Jennings had an absolutely incredible game to cap off a great season and an incredible playoff run. I mean, he really, I think, is going to be very noticed after this playoff run by San Francisco. Uh, But yeah, the Fortnite's offense was just really struggling at that point. And I say all this to say, at the end of the day, It was not a perfect day on offense. It was not a perfect day on special teams. It was not a perfect day on defense. And I think the same could be said for the Chiefs in part. But at the end of the day, they have Patrick Mahomes. 
And if you're going to give Patrick Mahomes an opportunity at the end of the game, at the end of the game, Patrick Mahomes is probably going to take that opportunity and run with it. Literally, he had a couple of design runs that were game changing for the Kansas City Chiefs, including the one that I mentioned earlier on the touchdown drive, the 19 yarder. He's going to win you the game. And Patrick Mahomes is one of one. And I say that just to say, I know 49ers fans are so disappointed and sometimes looking for people to blame. And sometimes the other person just plays a little bit better and knows how to get the job done. And kind of that's what it is. I know this is a particularly tough loss. This is a particularly heartbreaking loss. I was talking to someone earlier and saying blowouts are so much easier for fans and for the players. But, you know, there's something to be said about being thankful for being in it and for being that close. And also just from a fan perspective, at a certain point, being able to stop and, you know, take a big picture look at the game what a game. It was everything that one would want in a Super Bowl, uh, unless, of course, you're a 49ers fan, your team did not win. But from a football fan perspective, it's everything one would want in a Super Bowl. And uh, it was an incredible game. It was an incredible season. 49ers had two tough playoff games, in which they went down and had to come back to get here. They had that three-game losing streak. You know, this was a lot, but I think the future is bright. They have their quarterback. Brock Purdy was not perfect, but he certainly played well enough to win. He, once again, as he tends to do, even if things aren't going great, he is able to step step up when needed and get the job done. It's just that the 49ers were playing Patrick Mahomes, and that's a tough one, and I don't want to keep harping on it. But they certainly made mistakes. They had opportunities to win, and they probably should have won this game. And by not capitalizing on those opportunities and from the mistakes, if you give Mahomes a chance, he will take advantage of those opportunities. So that's really that. That is the Super Bowl recap, a little bit of a season recap. Make sure you're following along and listening this week. Uh, the 49ers will have locker clean out. As I said earlier, we'll talk to Kyle Shanahan and John Lynch to close out the season. And then... In a couple weeks, it's the combine, so no rest for the weary. But just on a personal note, want to thank everybody for listening throughout the season. Obviously, we're not going anywhere. You're still going to be hearing me twice a week, pretty much every week for the duration. But I do thank you guys for listening along in this 49ers season. It really was a very fun one to cover, and I'm looking forward to the next one. And now, you guys, it's almost baseball time. Yay! Uh, We are brought to you by Fivo. Please make sure to leave us... I start that over. We are brought to you by Fivo. You can find me on Instagram and TikTok at Tracy Sandler, Twitter X at Tracy FGSN. Please make sure to leave a super positive review and make sure to give us a five-star rating and feel free to send me an X or a tweet if you have any other questions. And with that, I will talk to everybody next time. Bye all. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube. 
You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.